Blog Talk Radio.
it's about uh, one of our brothers. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about one of our brothers who needs our prayers. We we always pray for him uh, when we pray for one another. And uh, Brother Sam needs better medical attention than what he has been receiving. Amen? And so I'd like for you to remember him in your prayers. You know, it's awful when you go to a uh, medical facility uh, to receive care. And the people there are negligent. They don't care. You know, they have that worldly attitude. Uh, They are not attentive. They're not attentive. They're not uh, doing what the Lord would have them to do. Amen? So, I want to invite you. I want to invite you to, um, to pray for him. And encourage you to do so. I mean, think about it. How would you feel if you were in a in a institution and they're supposed to be attending to you physically and they're lax in their work? They do and they don't do. That's not a good feeling. Amen. That's not a good feeling. That's not a good feeling at all. That's not a good feeling. So, we want to remember him. Pray for him as though it were you that was being there left unattended or improperly attended or whatever ought to be done isn't done. You know, when uh, the doctors are more concerned about going to do their own personal lives than actually attending to the patient. So pray for him as though it were you or your family member, because the truth is he is your family member. Amen? Amen. So that's what I wanted to say. And uh, uh, Brother Marshall... In your private time, I'm I'm asking uh, that you uh, give some special time in prayer for him. Thank you so much, sir. I know you will. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you for the richness of your spirit. We want to thank you for the places that you're bringing us to. We want to thank you. We are not the people that we were when we began this journey with you. No, Lord, we have grown. We have greater understanding. We have greater faith. We've overcome some things and other things are still challenging us. But, Lord, you're in charge of our lives because lordship means 
that you take authority over our lives. You're responsible for our lives. You direct our lives. And we're to honor you that way. We're to honor you in full reverence and obedience, in holiness, because you have separated us from others that we might be with you. That's what the scriptures say. You have separated us, you have severed us from others that we might be unto you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for touching every member of Miracle Internet Church, every member of Miracle Internet Church. As we go or continue, should I say, in this season of seeking you, we want to thank you, Lord, for your grace upon our lives. We want to ask you, Lord, for abundance of grace that we might obey your word and obey your instructions to us. We ask you, Lord, to set us apart to you, that as we continue to seek your faith, you will unveil and unfold to us those things we must know. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. We want to thank you, Father, for your correction, for your establishing your order and your authority in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for bringing that into our daily lives in Jesus' name. We want to thank you for being our help, our help in time of need. Our brother needs help, Lord Jesus, and we're asking for you to be his help. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. God wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be healthy. Heavenly Father, thank you for your promise that you will always hasten your word when we are in need. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, which is alive and powerful. And we know that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. We believe that your word teaches us that healing and health and deliverance are your children's bread. And that you are the Lord who heals us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, who provides health for us. We praise you that you took all our infirmities all our infirmities and bore all of our sicknesses. We believe your word, Father, because it assures us that whatever things we desire when we pray, to believe you, and we will receive them from you, Father, and we will have them. We ask you for improved health and healing in every area of our lives. And we receive your promise that health and healing are ours. Thank you 
for restoring our health and vitality. Our faith does not rest in the wisdom of people, especially not the medical community. Lord, but in the great power of your word and of your spirit, we know that all healing and health come from you, Father. And we know you love us and want us to be healthy at all times. As we wait upon you, our strength is being renewed. And we are mounting up with wings like an eagle. You are making our hearts merry, and this does us good like a medicine. Through your spirit, our body is being quickened and made alive, and we are experiencing the resurrection power of Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you for the health you are imparting to us, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, we take hold together with our brother, and we ask you to do for him what no other power can do. We ask you, Lord, to heal whatever needs to be healed. You know, when we first met him, Lord, he told us he had a list of things that was so long he would be talking for a while. And over the years, Father, he has shared parts of that list with us, but, Lord, you have the whole list. And we thank you, Lord, for touching him physically right now. So, Father, in faith, we lift our hands of love to you. Without wrath and without doubting, we forgive everyone who has sinned against us, and we ask you to forgive us of our sins. We raise our hands to you right now, Father, in faith believing, asking you to lay your hands on our brother and to make a miraculous change in his body right now in the name of Jesus. Rike de Borussia la radio sunda da brike de radio sula radia Rike sila urigisa ta brisha la radio sula radia Thank you Lord Thank you Lord We lift up our hands Lord in praise and adoration to you We lift up our hands to you Lord thanking you for the miracles that you're working We raise our hands to you Lord right now because you are God and beside you there is none other we raise our hands to you because you're the Lord, our God, who heals us. We want to thank you, Lord, because you're the Lord, our God, who is our shepherd. We shall not want any good thing. We raise our hands to you in praise and adoration and honor and reverence. We thank you, Lord, for the miracles that you're working in his body right now in the name of Jesus. You know, Lord, the Bible said when Moses' hands got tired that Aaron and her helped them up. So right now, we lift our hands all the more, Lord. We lift our hands all the more. We love our brother. We want to see him completely whole in the name of Jesus. And so we release our faith to you for him right now in the name of Jesus. We release our faith to you right now to him, for him in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for pouring your healing virtues. We wrap every cell of his body his spirit, 
his mind, his soul, his emotions, his outlook, in the blood stripes of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you. Hallelujah. We want to thank you, Father. We want to thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, you took everything that has ever happened to his body on your body when you hung on Calvary. You purchased his healing, Lord. We ask you to manifest it now in Jesus' name. Manifest it now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for blessing him. Let him know that we love him and that we are praying for him. We are standing in the gap with love. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing him. Thank you, Lord, for healing him. In Jesus' holy name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a good thing to give praise to the Lord. It's a good thing to trust God to do what the medical community cannot do and sometimes will not do. We want to thank you, Lord, for grace. We want to thank you for healing. We want to thank you for your mercy, pouring out your mercy to him, Lord, abundance of mercy and grace. The Bible says that you are full of mercy, overflowing in mercy. Lord, let him experience the overflow of your mercy right now. Let him experience the overflow of your mercy right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. We bind the magic touch in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over any spirits that have attacked him while he's there in the name of Jesus. We bind them. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness. Hallelujah. We bind spirits of discouragement in Jesus' name and hopelessness and frustration and anxiety and stress and worry and care. Help him, Lord, once again to cast all of his cares upon you. Lord, he has never received the truth even in Jesus' name. We ask you to stand in the gap, Lord, and make up the hedge. Whatever the gap is between what he should have received and what he actually got, Lord, we ask you to make up the difference in Jesus' name. We ask you to make up the difference, Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We will continue to stand for him to have breakthroughs, Father, in the name of Jesus. All of our members, Lord, that are in the hospital or in a treatment center right now in the name of Jesus, we lift each of them to you, Lord, and we ask that you do the miraculous. 
that you release your supernatural virtue into their vessels in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Though he may not be able to, to participate in Holy Communion right now, Father, we ask you to honor the times when he was able to participate, and he did. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. You see, saints, there really is no distance in prayer. There really is no distance in prayer. It doesn't matter if I'm in Hong Kong or if I'm in Toronto or if I'm in London or if I'm in Florida or if I'm in Texas or if I'm in Michigan or if I'm in California. Wherever we are, when we lift up our hands before the Lord, and we pray according to his will, he does it. He hears our prayers, and he answers. Amen? He hears our prayers, and he answers. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we present our bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in your sight. Holy and acceptable in your sight. We thank you that our loins are girded about with the spirit of truth. We put on the breastplate of righteousness that Jesus gave to us. And our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We take up the shield of faith wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We put on the helmet of salvation and take on the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We want to thank you that we're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are the head and not the tail, and no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. We want to thank you that we're covered in you, Lord. You are our shepherd. We shall not want. We cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and brings into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. You know, Lord, I was thinking today how it feels to be home, going to the hospital, staying for long periods, gone home, something else goes wrong, come back again. And this, this repeats itself over and over, how wearisome it is and how taxing on our energy, how taxing on our energies it would be. And yet you're standing in faith, asking the Lord to help you, asking the Lord to heal you, 
asking the Lord to set you free. Father, he's prayed many a prayer, and we've agreed and led many a prayer on his behalf. We ask you to move, God, like you've never moved before with him. You opened an eye so he could see, Lord. Now we ask you to do more. We ask you, Lord, to go all into his bowels and into his privates, Lord, and into his internal organs and do what only you can do, Lord. No one can do what you can do. So we ask you to do those things. We ask you to do those things, Lord. He gave me a list of things, but, Lord, you know there's more. So we want to ask you, Lord, to solve the catheter problem and all the other problems he listed and all the other ones he didn't or couldn't. You have the answer for each one, Lord. We thank you for better medical treatment, better doctors, better nurses. First of all, you are his physician. And he looks to you. So we stand in agreement with you, Lord. We stand in agreement for his full benefits, according to Calvary. We thank you for it. It's his inheritance, Father. Jesus has already purchased it. It's not a matter of earning it. It's his by inheritance. So we thank you, and we give you praise for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Any chemical imbalances in his body, Lord, we ask you to take authority. We take authority along with you in agreement. And we ask you to do, Lord, what only you can do. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, Seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, and all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in the name of Jesus. We take the territory from Satan. In Jesus' name, we bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his wicked powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. And we speak to these principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, and the spiritual wickedness in high places. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind the powers. We bind the principalities of every unclean spirit, every Buddhist, all Santeria, all Kabbalah, all Egyptian magic, all Chaldean witches, warlocks, and wizards, and we take authority, dominion, and power over your altars. We bind the strong men. We bind and cage the demonic powers at your altars. We bind, gauge, gag, and chain 
change all of you, each one of you, and we command you to go to the feet of Jesus to be judged now. We speak to these altars in the name of Jesus Christ, and we take away your powers, your intentions, and the works that you have done there. We take it away in the name of Jesus, and we hand it to Jesus Christ. All power belongs to God. We take authority over all the altars. We break your altars. We break your powers. We break your works, your rituals, your curses, your spells, your hexes, your sacrifices, your blood sacrifices. And we take all the powers of all the devils which assist you, and we give them all bound, gagged, caged, and chained to Jesus Christ to go to his feet, to be judged now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to release your angels to bring this to pass in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Wherever there is a member of Miracle Internet Church, Father, this prayer is released. We cut our atmosphere off from them. We cut our atmosphere off from the principalities, the powers, the rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. And we ask you, Father, to release the blood of Jesus through our atmosphere. Release the blood of Jesus through our atmosphere, Father. We came to worship you. We came to praise your name. We came to lift you up. We came to call you Lord of all. So we thank you, Lord. And on behalf of our brother, Lord of all you are. So we give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Lord. We give you honor. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils and the conjurers that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whisperers, uh, infiltrators, familiar demons, electronic, digital, and technology demons, and their attacks, all Leviathan spirits and their attacks all kundalini brainwashing spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, all unclean spirits and their attacks, all passive devils, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust and their attacks, every dust and their attacks in Jesus' name, all sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing, womanizing, drone spirits, Whoredom spirits and their attacks. All the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer and their attacks. All hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks. All mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind forced feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex. Cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, 
post-microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding on vibrations, which are demons, binding electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, technopaganism, and mind control by the occult, binding on microwave frequency, 5G and components, targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid, binding the Havana syndrome, brain changes and injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for that word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We bind on Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Asian, Arabian, Chinese, Malaysian, Indonesian, Bali, Bali, Shiki, Mura. Cameroonian wizardry returned to senders. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. We bind on Morgellons attack. Hallelujah. We bind our tribal magic, black magic, white magic, Caribbean, Latin American, and black and white magic, and all voodoo in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We take their powers from them, and we transfer them back to Jesus Christ. We transfer them back to Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bind all Morgellons attacks. We return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide because it is worldwide. We bind all free flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape shifting spirits trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils satanic worship, witchcraft dedication, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind the rituals done on full moon. From now until the time that Jesus' feet hit the Mount of Olives and it split in the name of Jesus. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their web. We bind the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the grove, 
and every spirit that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind all spotters in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind all undermining demons, all despising demons. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food lust, addictions, and gluttony. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, taliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, altar work, or sin against us in Jesus' name. Astral, proje- astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. Oh, hallelujah, for the elimination of the silver cord. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender. All witchcraft attacks through channeling the satellites against the website and against the members of Miracle Internet Church. In the name of Jesus, we want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you and give you the praise. We know that you stand with us. We we bind and send back every order, rank, and type of Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, and jujus, Nigerian, and tribal witchcraft, the Obita man witchcraft. We send it back in Jesus' name. We bind all Chaldean and Spanish witchcraft, king and destroying social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus. Binding superficial, superficial religious acts. Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your power working in our lives. We want to thank you. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe fantasy fables, enchantments, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit in the children of disobedience. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, Death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, biopk, 
out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We break your grip and hold. We bind the king of pride and all of his elements in the name of Jesus Christ, Leviathan, we bind your mouth. We bind your mouth in Jesus' name. We bind your mouth and we fill it with the blood of Jesus Christ. Hey, we descale you in the name of Jesus Christ with the sword of the spirit. We disconnect your part in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you. And every part we bind, we chain, we cage, and we send to the feet of Jesus to be judged. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, arrows, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Baal, Beelzebub, Belial, Baphomet, and in 72, Mammon, Atlas, Basilic, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis, On, Osiris, and all false deities in the name of Jesus. We chain you too. Hallelujah. We bind you and chain you too. We send you into the cage, gag, to the feet of Jesus to be judged right now. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dogs, hot and cold spots, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. Thank you, Lord. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, vow in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, and masonry in the name of Jesus, and also with the associated organizations. We break the evil powers under which you work in Jesus' holy name. We break your agreement in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your agreement in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your agreement in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We bind insanity. We bind pride, the work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. We return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs. Rooted in sin, we denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads. We remove all of their protections from now on, from for all eternity, in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Father. As well as their mind control, we bind the spirit of slumber. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement 
on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief and whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we circumcise all ungodly thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We give you praise, Lord. We disconnect and we command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us to go into the spiritual cage to the feet of Jesus for immediate judgment right now, right this moment in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, everywhere. Yes, Lord, everywhere, especially persecuted Christians and those that were left behind not only in Afghanistan, but anywhere else. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus and our transportation, and whether the road, the air, or the water where we travel, we cover it in the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all interference on the road people crossing into our path, objects, and all kinds of bad driving in the name of Jesus, even in the air, even in the waters. You know, Lord, it's summertime, and a lot of people like to enjoy the waters, Father. We ask that wherever your children are, wherever the saints of God are, that the angels stand ready to protect at all times in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the water demons that lure little babies and little children to get up and unlock doors that have already been locked and go find some water in the neighbor's swimming pool to jump in it and be drowned. We take authority, dominion, and power over those spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ, and we put them into the spiritual cage, and we hand them straight to the Holy Spirit. Every one of those spirits, wherever they are in the world, they draw little children off into the waters to drown, even if there isn't much water. The fire of God on those devils in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind you. Father, we thank you for releasing your angels to do your bidding concerning them. We take their powers from them and we transfer it back to Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 
We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus Christ. No more will animals come on our property to defecate in Jesus' name. We take authority over all the demons of the night, bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams, and we command them to stay away. We ask for giant warrior angels to protect us and our property as we sleep whether it be day or night, and we thank you, Lord, for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the mist. With linking shields, the word of God, and its enforcement and your praising angels, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, voodoo, hoodoo, jinxes, hexes, all of it come out now bound in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever attacks they have been on any person's body, whether it's swellings, whether it's weight gain due to witchcraft, we take authority, dominion over every attack on every person's body in Miracle Internet Church right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We command those devils to come out of our bodies right now. Get out, go into the cage, to the feet of Jesus to be judged now. In Jesus' name, Runda our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You cannot attack in Jesus' name. You cannot attack in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, those demons, they're not leaving when they're told. We ask that you send them to a lower part of hell in Jesus' holy name. A lower part of torment. More severe punishment in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over the demons and the neighbors in the name of Jesus. We bind those devils in Jesus' name. We mute, muzzle, and gag them. We chain them. We put them in a body chain in the name of Jesus Christ. We put them in a straitjacket in the name of Jesus Christ. All the demons and the neighbors, Lord, we put them in straight jackets, Holy Ghost straight jackets in Jesus' name. We put them into the spiritual cage and we send them to the feet of Jesus to be judged. Thank you, Lord. We strip them of their powers and we transfer their power back to Jesus Christ. We ask, Lord. That every wicked neighbor, that's been working witchcraft against any member of Miracle Internet Church, that's been working occult powers, satanic powers, demonic powers against any member of Miracle Out- Outreach Ministries and Miracle Internet Church, Lord, that you put them in a spiritual straitjacket right now, and they stay that way, Lord. Until they repent completely and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, or until you remove them from the earth in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We cut and burn all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, 
and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We bind agreement by consent with the devil in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We tear down walls of protection around all shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, AI, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators and liars in Jesus' name. We break the power of the love spells, the charms, the vexes, hexes, curses, fetishes, psychic prayers, voodoo, mind control, destruction, sickness, pain, and torment, incense and candle burning, incantations, chanting, ungodly blessings, root works, crystals, hoodoo, tribal rituals and sins. We send it all back. In the name of Jesus, we return to sender. Hatred, bitternesses, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, childishness, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Spirits of bondage, spirits of blindness. Father, we ask if it's possible to touch these people that they might be saved. If not, your judgment is sure. Thank you, Lord. We break the yokes on the lives of the saints, and we thank you for setting them free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And we release upon the saints of Miracle Internet Church grace for spiritual warfare. In Jesus' name, your Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Oh, okay. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've been doing, Lord. You've been moving mightily in our midst, and we want to thank you for it. Okay, Lord. Got this little technical thing to do here, and let's see if I can get it to do right. Mm. Thank you. There we go. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 26. Our verse for meditation is Psalm 27, verse 10. Our featured ebook is Fasting Breaks the Yoke. If you have not read this, you ought to. Amen? Fasting Breaks the Yoke in the name of Jesus. And the link is listed in the chat room at least three times. Amen? Roll up to get it. Thank you. Saints, look to Jesus Christ, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Look to Jesus Christ, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Tonight we're going to talk about emptied for him. Emptied for him. Fix your eyes upon him. 
fix your eyes upon him. Yes, you're under fire from the enemy. Yes, the warfare is intense, but fix your soul upon the Lord Jesus himself. Fix your soul upon the Lord Jesus himself. Amen? Fix your soul upon the Lord Jesus himself. Open your eyes, saints. Open your eyes. See him in Gethsemane. See him in Gethsemane, where Jesus faced one final decisive moment when he must totally empty himself and give his full and surrender to God's will. Full and complete surrender to God's will. Amen. In the heat of the battle, his human nature begins to cry out. Now, saints, I'm going to tell you, some of us whine and cry and mope the whole time. We don't wait till we're in the heat of battle. We're crying and whining. Oh, Lord, why did this have to happen to me? Why? I can't think of any reason God would let this happen to me. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Amen? Amen. However, there is a place where in the heat of the battle, as we do, his human nature cries out, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Take this cup from me. Although he is the son of God, he faces these sufferings and this temptation in the form of human flesh. And so must we, saints, so must we. You're not going to live some life out of better homes and gardens or architectural digest or any of those others. For the saints that are still waiting to live in their palatial estate on earth, I don't know. We might be gone before you get to it. You see, there are some people that are so carnally, earthly, and worldly-minded that they're still running behind worldly treasures while they claim to be seeking God. They are still adamantly running behind worldly treasures while they claim to be seeking God. That's not going to last. Testings and trials and suffering await every saint. 
and you attempting to walk in the world and in Christ simultaneously will not work. That's one of the biggest open doors to Satan that there is. It's blatant, blatant sin and rebellion. And rebellion is the same as witchcraft to God. Amen? If you want to be worldly, then I guess you're going to be worldly. Running behind every trend and everything the world does. Oh, but I'm in Christ, so I can't appear to be really worldly. Dear, worldly is worldly. Holy is holy. And the two do not unite. Worldliness is worldliness. Holiness is holiness. You choose. You choose. In the heat of the battle, in the heat of the battle, Jesus wasn't in this battle because he had sinned. No, Jesus was in this battle because we sinned. Jesus was in this battle not because he ever sinned but because we all sinned and came short of the glory of God. So he cries out to his father when the battle is most intense and says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Although he is the son of God, he faces these sufferings and this temptation in the form of human flesh, and so will we, saints. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5, beginning with verse 7. Hebrews chapter 5, beginning with verse 7. Who in the days of his flesh, you know, you've got, a, got flesh, pinch yourself. He had a flesh too. He could pinch himself. When he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared. He had reverence for God. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience. Learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Though he were a son, Yet he learned, he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. It's no different for us. Oh, I'm going to learn obedience. I'm going to listen to two messages by Pastor Sabrina, and then I've got it down. Wrong. He learned obedience by the things which he suffered. So if he had suffering, how are we different? How are we different? 
Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No. Yes, there's one for you too, dear. Amen. Amen. Yes, he was heard in his reverent submission to his father's will. Reverent submission. Reverent submission to something you've determined to do, but you really, there's a part of you that doesn't want to do it at all. You know, there's this human part that wants to continue on in life, this life that we know. There's a part that shrinks back from death. It wants to continue to live. Amen. Y'all getting mighty quiet out there. When Jesus came to earth, he came in obedience to God's will. He emptied himself. He emptied himself of his glory. His God attribute came to earth as a human being. He was born as a babe, just like we are. I know there are those who have these religious opinions about Jesus when he was on earth that are not substantiated or grounded or founded in the scriptures. They've got these religious ideas that just don't bear truth. I encourage you to ditch every one of them. Amen. Jesus emptied himself. Well, he did it more than once. He did it more than once. Job chapter 30, verse 16. Job chapter 30, verse 16. Job chapter 30. It's not Job. It's Job. Job chapter 30, verse 16. And now my soul is poured out upon me. The days of affliction have taken hold upon me. Amen. Psalm 142, verse 2. Psalm 142, verse 2. Psalm 142, verse 2. I poured out plaint before him. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. So he went to his heavenly father and he shared with him in a very real and humble way the actual situations of his pilgrimage here on earth. We encourage you to do the same. 
Isaiah chapter 26, verse 16. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 16. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 16. Lord, in trouble have they visited me. Lord, in trouble have they visited thee. They poured out a prayer when thy chastening was upon them. In other words, Lord, they come to you only when they're in trouble. Then they pour out a prayer to you while they're being chastened for their own wrongdoing. Amen. Praise God. Isaiah 53, verse 12. Isaiah 53, verse 12. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Why? Because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Jesus made and makes intercession for the transgressors. When you transgress, he's interceding on your behalf. Amen. Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 5. Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 5. Let this mind be in you. So the Lord is saying that you have to allow this situation to take place. Allow this mindset to be in you. You have to choose to receive it. Nobody can force it on you. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He was made in the likeness of men. Just like us. He had to eat. He had to sleep. At some point he sneezed. He had to take a bath. You know, all the things activities of daily living that we have to do, he had to do. Amen? For all those young people who don't like having to take baths, you're at that stage where you don't want to take a bath or a shower, well, he had to do it too. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you won't be arguing with your mom, now will you? Jesus was just as human as we are, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. 
That's right. It's not going to be this smooth road with no bumps. That's just not real. Jesus took upon himself the form of human flesh. So in all points, he was made like unto his brethren. In Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17, in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17, it says, Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. Why? Why did he have to be made like us? Why? You know, he could have come in all his triumphant glory, and then we wouldn't be able to relate to him. When you try to explain to him that you've got siblings that get on your nerves, get siblings, well, guess what? He had siblings like you. And, yes, they got on his nerves too. Think about it that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Jesus walked around in this life as a human, experiencing life as a human as we do. If you think there were no witches, warlocks, or wizards in his day, think again. Think again. Praise God. Whatever you do, think again. Amen. Think again. Because that's just not real. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. Jesus had to experience life as a human so that he can relate to what human life is like. So when you come to him with whatever the case may be, he relates and you should know that he understands. He relates and you should know that he understands completely what you are experiencing how you feel, what you're going through, how it's affecting you. He understands. He gets it. He gets the point. Unlike us, he tries to get through to us. Sometimes we get the point. Sometimes we don't. But he gets the point every time. He's not missing the mark. He got it. He understands. When you can't get any sleep because the children are running up and down, they're out of school now, so they're doing this and doing that and doing the other. They're trying to find something to do with all that energy. He understands that. He's not foreign to human life. He experienced it firsthand, from the manger to the cross and afterwards. Do we understand that? You know, recently I had to explain to somebody 
that God is not petty like people are. And that person couldn't seem to understand. Well, so I had to explain to them that petty really means that someone takes something that's minor and makes a big deal out of it. And God doesn't act that way. He understands, though, what it's like to deal with petty people. And the affliction and disappointment and annoyances that that behavior may bring. Stands that. He experienced it firsthand before you were ever conceived. Amen. He understands it when people are in your group and they're telling you they're supporting you, they're with you, they got your back, but they're the one that betrays you. He understands that. Amen. It's happened to him. You don't have to go on and on and on and on and on about it because he got it the first. Amen. Amen. He was tempted in all points like we are, yet without sin. As a human man, Jesus possessed a will. He wasn't walking the earth like a limp noodle with no will at all. You know how a noodle is once you've cooked it to the nth degree. All all you can do is slinging up against the wall. It's just whatever you do to it, that's it. No, Jesus had a will just like we have one. He had a will, and he chose what to do with his will. We'll get to that. Throughout his entire life, he continually had yielded and submitted his will in obedience to the will of God. You know, it's easier when you do Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7. It's easier. You get used to submitting to God. Before, you used to run your own show because you thought you were your own personal John Wayne type. I can handle this. No, you can't. You need to tell the truth. Now you're having to learn to be submitted to God every day, all day long, every step, every decision. Amen? He continually had yielded and submitted his will in obedience to the will of God. At the beginning of his ministry during the baptism in the Jordan River, he had surrendered himself to do God's will. You say, well, then what are we talking about now? Because this is how it works. There are different points in your life that I personally call pivot points where you come to a place, an intersection in your life, where you get to decide if you're going on with God or not. 
You know, you've come this far. Yes, you told him. You give him your whole life, but you get to this point of challenge or temptation or difficulty, and you have to decide if you're going to quit or if you're going on. Well, at all of those points, Jesus continually yielded and submitted will in obedience to the will of God. Now, the question is, will you do it? He did it. Will you? You know, when the going gets tough, the tough go to prayer. But that's not how all the saints say, now is it? Amen. If so. Yes, at the beginning of his ministry, just as when we first come to Christ. We give God our whole life, okay? But as you go on the journey of life with the Lord, you come to places where you may have to rededicate yourself to the Lord because you can see you stepped out of line someplace and it's led you someplace you weren't supposed to be. But will you do that? You know, it's one thing to parrot words out of your mouth It's another thing to back it up with the actions of your life. Mm Mm-hmm. So, he surrendered himself to do God's will continually, all the time, at every opportunity. His entire life was centered on that one objective, doing the will of God. His entire life was centered on that one objective, doing the will of God. On the road to Jerusalem, he had set his face like a flint to do God's will. His entire life now was centered on that one objective, doing the will of God. Well, now let me ask you this. Is your entire life centered on doing the will of God? You're in church now. Tell the truth. Is your entire, or do you have a distraction? Or two or three or four or five? I'll leave that between you and the Holy Spirit. Amen? In Gethsemane, in the Garden of Gethsemane, there is an intense struggle going on within Jesus. He's coming toward the end of his natural life. Now, we all know in the scriptures that the Lord gave man 120 years. However, the Hebrews found that out there in the wilderness, they were cut down to 70, 70, somewhere between 70 and 80 years. Why? Because of their disobedience. So when you get to those scriptures, I think it's in the book of Psalms, don't say, See, we're only supposed to have 70 years. No, 
They were under the chastisement of God. They were experiencing the judgment of God. That's why their years were cut back. They were under judgment to my grandmother one day. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, we all need to come to terms with you in this matter. So Jesus had this struggle going on inside of him. On one hand, he already knows his purpose for coming to the earth is to suffer and die. He already knows this. So that he might experience death for every person. He knows this. He knew that he was to take the weight of the sins of the entire world upon himself. He knew that. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 12, beginning with verse 26. The Gospel of John, chapter 12, beginning with verse 26. If any man serve me, let him follow me. Jesus says, if any man serve me, if you're going to serve him, then you'll need to follow him. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause, I came unto this hour. You know, when we get to the point of trouble and affliction and suffering and maybe even torment in our lives, we're ready to throw in the towel, but that's not how Jesus behaved. He did not quit and give up. He didn't back up or back down or back off. What do you do? He says, for this cause came I unto this hour. This is an appointed place for me. I'm supposed to deal with these situations. Most of us try to run, try to find another alternative try to manipulate, try to plead, try to do anything under the sun, but deal with it head on. Amen. Like I said, keep your eyes focused on Jesus. Amen. He knows that he has come to die. Yes, saints, we have come into his kingdom for such a time as this. Esther helps us to understand this. Esther chapter 4, verse 14, you don't have to turn there. 4, verse 14 says, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom 
for such a time as this. You can sit back and not witness to your relatives if you want. You don't know the last day or the last hour of any of them. But who knows? You were brought into God's kingdom for such a time as this to be prepared with the word to share with them just before they leave. Who knows? You ought to know, to know. But on the other hand, he knows that they will soon seize him, and he will be scourged. They will shame him and disgrace him. He knows he will be tied to a post and beaten with leather straps studded with pieces of metal. Yes, beaten until his back is cut open in every direction. Why? Because by his stripes, we have been healed. By his stripes, we have been healed. Yes, he knew that they would beat him on his head and pluck out his beard until his face is marred more than any other man. Yes, he knew that he was innocent. In spite of it all, he submits to carry every contemptible sin of the world. Every contemptible sin he carried. He became sin for us. All the hatred, envy, lies, rape, murders, sexual perversion, lust, greed, and so much more. Even greater, he submits to receiving the wrath and the alienation from God in judgment for these sins. Not only does he become sin for us on the cross as the Lamb of God, but he also experiences the wrath of God for us. And he had never been separated from the Father. Why? He had no sin. But on the cross, when he became sin for us, he was alienated from God. Cut off. Because he received the judgment for our sin. Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. Matthew 27, verse 46. And about the ninth hour, he was on the cross at this time. Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because he has become our sin. They were placed on him that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We made an exchange at the cross. He took our sins. 
we took his righteousness. Even knowing all this, the human element within him in Gethsemane cries out to be spared from drinking this cup of sorrow. Now there are people who know they're going to die. The doctors told them whatever they told them, and they swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. Who knows what really happened? But they know they're facing death. It doesn't make them happy. How can I? But Jesus, who knew no sin, took on every sin that has ever been committed or ever will be committed or is even being committed now on himself. It wasn't his problem, really, but it was. He didn't commit the sin. We did. But when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But even in this, even in his prayer, even in these situations, his prayer and his petition to his father to be saved from this hour is based upon the will of God. What turned him? The will of God. Doing the will of God. He says, Father, if you are willing, if you are willing, it's hard, but if you are willing, no, that's not how we act. Lord, come get me out of this. Lord, come get me out of this. Lord, come get me out of this. That's what we sound like. There's a difference in that sound thing. There's a difference. There's a difference. Jesus had set his own will not to oppose the will of God. He took authority, dominion, and power over his own will. And he said it to this place, never, never to oppose the will of God. Have you done that? No, not even in the face of death. Never to oppose the will of God, not even in the face of death. must have done it because look at how he went out. Stephen must have done it before they started throwing those boulders at him. Three times Jesus cries out to be spared. Three times. Three times he surrenders his will. On the third time in his struggle, Jesus overcomes Satan and the powers of darkness. It's done. It's a done deal. 
on the third time, it was over. He was ready. He comes to one final decisive moment when in the full awareness of the additional pain and suffering ahead, he makes a final commitment, not my will. Not my will. 2, verse 44. Luke chapter 22, verse 44. Luke chapter 22, verse 44. Now, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's going through this prayer where he's crying out to his father, and he's asked his disciples to back him up in prayer. And being in agony, being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. That means the harder it got, the more earnestly he prayed. The more difficult it became, the more earnest his prayer became. Yes, that's what it means. And his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. He makes a final commitment in that pain and agony and sweating of blood and suffering. Not my will. Not my will. Verse 42, Luke 22, verse 42, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. He deferred to the Father's will. How many times do we do that? How many times do you come to a place where you must make a decision? So what do you do? Do what you want to do? What do you do? Someone has to come back later and point out that you did what you always do? Or are you aware of it at the point of decision? But thine be done. Not my will, but thine be done. He had to conquer his own will. He had to come and push his will aside. He had to remove it out of the way. It had to leave. Because there was only room for one will. And he tells you which one he got. Thine be done. Not my will, but thine be done. It's a serious place to go. 
Jesus totally empties himself of his own will. Jesus totally empties himself, pours out his soul, pours out his own will. He empties himself of his own will. Most of us are trying to hold on to ours, but that's not what he did. He's our example. That's not what he did. He emptied himself of his own will so that he could be filled with the Father's will. You can't have both. It's one or the other. Your will or the Father's will. You choose. Jesus Christ relinquished all claims to his life. He relinquished all claims to his own life. He relinquished all claims to how I'd like to see this turn out. (coughs) He relinquished all of those schemes and manipulations and bright ideas of Well, I could do this, and I could do that, and I could do the other. No, it was gone. He relinquished all claims to his life. Full surrender, total submission. And he submits, and he submits himself to obey God's will. During this intense agony and spiritual struggle in Gethsemane, the Father has not left Jesus alone. Neither will he leave you alone. His eyes were upon Jesus. His eyes are upon you. Jesus' willingness to empty himself and make this final surrender and final submission to his will made the difference. That's the difference between us being here now and us all being in eternal damnation already. Jesus hears our cry. God heard Jesus' cry and sent an angel to strengthen him for the final hour. Luke chapter 22, verse 43. Luke 2, verse 43. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Jesus didn't ask for the angel. The Father dispatched one. You see, it was his willingness to empty himself of his own will and go the extra mile 
with his final submission and surrender that makes a difference in our lives. Jesus arose and woke his disciples. He is now ready to face the onslaught of the enemy. There is no turning back. Jesus Christ has positioned himself to win the greatest victory the world has ever known. Jesus knew the will of God. He emptied himself of his own will. He is fully committed to obey even unto death. He is not rebellious. He does not turn aside. He keeps walking the road to Calvary. Amen. He keeps walking the road to Calvary. Well, saints, when it's your turn, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It may not be a physical death that you're facing. But you have a mighty temptation and a great challenge before you. What will you do? Will you do what Jesus did and empty yourself of your own will that you might be filled with the will of the Father? Or will you just keep on keeping on the way you've been doing? You choose. Amen. 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 484, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Hi, Dr. Sabrina. Good evening. Good evening. I'm glad you answered. uh... I appreciate you answering. Um, I have a question. What's the, because I've been hearing this all almost as long as I can remember, how to fast. What I've noticed, uh, the, the way I see people doing it is like, they're going to fast from six to six and then they eat overnight and then they start all over again. I, I, I find that difficult to do because I think you should fast right through until Something happened in the sense that he said something to you and you understand as him. So I'd like you to outline to me a course to do the right way to fast. Okay. The fast has to come subject to the Lord of the fast. It has to be what he dicta- what he dictates. When we do a fast in this ministry, I have spent time alone with the Lord getting his instructions for our fast. I share those instructions. The saints then have the opportunity to use those instructions to fast. 
Now, I don't know about the fasting you've been doing or who you've been listening to or who's been telling you, but you need to get along with the Lord and do what he wants you to do. Okay. That's what you need to do. You need to let God tell you what he wants you to do so that your fast will be pleasing to him and effective. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, uh, Do you need could you... Yes, please, because uh, I have this child of mine. She went, had a child, and now she's neglecting the little boy. Working more than she should be working and going out passing him off to other people and I'm trying to get her to understand that she can't do that because it's going to be not right for the little boy because I, I'm not going to take on that responsibility because his father she's trying to get him to support the child and she's trying according to what she's saying to work enough money to support him but she's neglecting him with care pray that he doesn't fall under the influence of other things among other people because she's been putting in with different people. So I'm trying to keep my cool in not getting angry or too upset with her because I've tried it and she don't seem to care. So I'm asking for prayer to keep us steady in mind and to listen to what the father to say about being around him because there's no father. I'm trying to get her to understand that she has to take care. It's her responsibility to look after him. So he doesn't go astray because right now he's becoming unruly and he's just three. He's hitting her when she hit him and she thinks it, it's a joke. I'm asking for strength to deal with that. I'm having a high blood pressure and uh, a heart condition that I'm trying to deal with. I thank you for your prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, the Bible says when our mother and father forsake us, the Lord himself will take us up. We ask for your mercy in this situation, Father, for the the grandfather. We ask, Lord, that you teach him how to cast all of his care upon you because you care for him. We ask you, Father, to give him mercy and grace to do the part of it that you want him to do, but the rest to allow the mother to mature. We ask you, Father, to judge, for the righteous judge to judge her parenthood, her methods, her ways, her thoughts, her behaviors. Thank you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to give her a desire to listen to the correction of her father because it is the correction that you are giving him to give to her. We ask you, Father, to humble her so that she will have no choice but to listen. We take authority, dominion, and power over the spirits that are in those people that she's leaving the child with. We bind those demons in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut him free from all of them with the sword of the Spirit in Jesus' name. She can't make 
the biological father do what he hasn't chosen to do. So we place Mm -hmm. him, Father, in your hand in the name of Jesus Christ. She's out in the flesh. She's not seeking your faith. She's not calling on your name. So, Lord, you know how to get everyone's undivided attention. And we ask you to get her undivided attention, Father, so that she will have to listen to you. So that she will have to so that she will have to honor you. So that she will have to learn how to parent. So she will have to learn how to be a godly mother. We thank you for saving the child's life, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We submerge him and her under the blood of Jesus. And we thank you for a holy outcome, Father, a righteous outcome. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power. Over the devil, provoking emotions in the granddad to hurt him. We bind those emotions in the name of Jesus Christ. We command them to come subject to the name of Jesus. Lord, the devil always wants to bother our emotion. It's like we have a knee-jerk reaction when it's someone we love. But, Lord, we ask you to stand in the gap between the devil and the emotions and well-being of this grandfather. We ask you to give him wisdom beyond his years and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, because he keeps his heart and mind upon you. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We thank you. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you for calling, brother. Mm-hmm. God bless you. I appreciate you. I appreciate the family. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Amen. Praise the Lord. Area code 802, you're on the air. Hello, Pastor. How are you? It's been a while since we spoke. I'm fine. I love the emails. It's Lori in Vermont. And uh, God bless you and love you. Um, I've been dealing with Steve in the hospital. And, and uh, uh, so many of my family around me are not female preachers. And it's just driving me buggy. I can't stand, <laughs> you know, putting this. Putting your show on the back burner for them. You know, this codependency has just gone way too far in my life. It's got to go. And, you know, I, I don't have a job right now. I got fired, and, and uh, that was terrible. And, it, and they, don't even, they don't even want to give me a reference from working there since 2007. It's so crazy. Just like you said, things are getting worse and worse. And, you know, hold on to our boots are weird these days. 
um, I don't like my codependency anymore. It's just not fitting. Got to go. Not not suiting anyone, really. And um, people are just focused on their own things, and you know, I could give my whole life out to all of them, and and they haven't gained a thing by that. You know, it's the Lord that has to work with them, not me. So I would like to just step out of it all and find myself a job and my home and and not be ridiculous with their stuff. Well, you have to first of all realize that codependency is really idolatry. You've been Mm -hmm. worshiping and serving them instead of God. You have put your family and what they think and what they want ahead of God. A lot of people do this. They put their spouse ahead of God. They put their career ahead of God. They put their families, especially their birth families, ahead of God. And they don't understand when the bottom falls out what happens. You sin. That's what happened. It is. Mm. And you have to repent of sin. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we come into agreement with our sister's decision to be done with family idolatry in Jesus' name. With the sword of the Spirit, we cut her free from every soul tie, ley line, silver cord, garland, chain, fetter, net, yoke, and the family tree in Jesus' name. We cut her free. And we loose her to serve the Lord. We loose her. Rika Rushanda Rigisa Dabre. Ruka de la Bresha la Radio Sunda de Braca Kurege, Risha la Radio Sunda, Rikisa de la Radio Kuraka, Ruma Baba Kuse, Rigisa Nan Ruka, Isha de Radio Salaria Santa Rabre, Kedario Salaria Catarabare, Rika de Radio Salaria, yes, de Ridias, de Ridio Sota, Rakata de Menishinde, Rukunde de Riasa, Runga de Rabusha, Lediasa, Ruka do Reke Helelea, Rika de Rabusha, Lediasa, Babarukunde Rishi Catarabarose. Come out! In Jesus' name. <laughs> From conception forward, come out in Jesus' name. Yeah. All the insanity, come out in Jesus' name. All the bondage, come out. Grave clothes, come off her in Jesus' name. Come on out. All of it. From the root. From the root. From the root, we uproot you. Come on out of her. Come out of her. We cut her mind free in Jesus' name. We cut her mind free in Jesus' name. She has but one Lord. Come out. 
family devils on both sides. Come out now in Jesus' name. All the family devils. All the family devils. All of you. Every single one of you. Come out now in Jesus' name. All the devils she picked up from those people where she worked all those years, we bind you too in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on out of her. Schizophrenia, you're bound in Jesus' name. We cut her free from every false personality in Jesus' name. Come on out. Every lying personality, every fake, false, and fraudulent personality, we cut her free right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the false personalities and we uproot them in Jesus' name. We command them to come out and go into the cage, go to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Father, we ask you to release your angels in Jesus' name. All those false personalities, a personality to suit this person, a personality to suit the job, a personality to suit that one, a personality to suit Amanda. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come on out. And all those lying devils that you've listened to all these years, we shut their mouths. We mute them, muzzle them, and gag them. We command them to come out now in the name of Jesus. We bind them to the strong men. We command the strong men and all of the angels to come out now in Jesus' name. Go into the cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. All of it. Come on out. The whole root ball. Come out now in Jesus' name. All the bondages, all the chains, all the fetters, all the yokes. We destroy every yoke that is not of Jesus Christ in your life. Come out. Every altar that you made with your family, we destroy those altars. We destroy the works that were done on them. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, to grind those altars to powder. Come on out of her. because there's more and we ask that your holy fire come and burn these devils out in the name of Jesus Christ Father in the name of Jesus from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus we request the judgment of the righteous judge on all these demons that refuse to leave in Jesus name Amen Yes. Amanda has a one of those hand things that have a has an eye on it. She just ordered it from Israel. One of our Jewish family members picked it up for her. Eye of 
Hand of Fatima. Hand of Fatima. <laughs> and the reason it's not in the garbage is? It's hers. She has to do oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> it's hers, <laughs> not yours. Right. Okay, Father, <laughs> we ask in the name of Jesus that you fill our sister afresh with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Fire of God and burn the rest of these devils out in the name of Jesus. Take a deep breath. Receive the breath of God in Jesus' name. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Yep, keep praying. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, that one's been a long time coming, but it was worth the wait. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning illegal immigrants being coached to voluntarily withdraw their asylum claims, return to Mexico, and then seek to enter the United States on humanitarian grounds, according to a U.S. Border Patrol Union leader. Manny Bannon, a National Border Patrol Council Union spokesman in San Diego, said on May 22nd that migrants who entered the United States illegally in Yuma, Arizona, are being bused to the San, I don't know how you say that, something drove and Ote Mesa ports of entry in San Diego County. From there, they're returned to Mexico, but are allowed to reenter the United States by applying for humanitarian parole via the CBD-1 mobile phone app. It's a backdoor deal, he said. Lord Jesus, we need you to stand at the back door. The minute they go into Mexico, they turn around at the port of entry and there's CBP-1. Contrary to the Biden administration's claim that it has implemented more stringent policies with the expiration of Title 42 and return of Title 8 to deter illegal immigration, the new CBP-1 process is circumventing everything according to Bayon. Under CBP-1, illegal immigrants are encouraged to abandon their asylum claims and instead apply for humanitarian parole, he said. So it makes it look like they're entering legally. Normally, they would go back to their country, but they just turn around and come in through the port of entry, and then they are processed that way. 
While it appears that illegal entrant migrants are being deported to Mexico, they're actually withdrawing their asylum claims, going to Mexico, and then coming back into the United States legally through CBP-1, he said. It's pretty much a revolving door in which the illegal entrants are granted humanitarian parole and allowed into the country legally, according to Bayer. Now they're legally being processed through the port of entry instead of under Title VIII, which would be illegally entering the United States, he said. Under Title VIII, people who cross the border illegally can be expeditiously removed and banned from entering the United States for five years. Those who claim asylum by claiming credible fear can be either denied entry or released pending a court hearing. However, only one in ten illegal immigrants show up for their final hearings to determine whether they can remain in the country. And immigration courts are backed up for years. Entering the country on humanitarian grounds means the illegal immigrants are issued a permit usually for up to two years before the pass comes up for renewal, according to Banyan. Paid a rush of tens of thousands of illegal immigrants to the border when Title 42 restrictions were lifted after three years. On May 11th, the Department of Homeland Security reported a sudden drop in the number of encounters along the southern border. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas told news reporters that the numbers had dropped by 50% to 63,000 border encounters on May 12th and 42,000 on May 13th, down from more than 10,000 earlier that week. According to U.S. Customs and Border Protection CBP data, there were 526,901 total Border Patrol enforcement actions in the 2017 fiscal year, October 1 to September 30th, compared to 2,766,582 last year and 1,816,958 so far in 2023. The sudden drop isn't because fewer migrants are entering the United States because they're technically not crossing illegally under CBP-1, according to Banyan. The numbers are being fudged, he said. They're doing this, that's not being very truthful to the American public. For more than two years under the Biden administration, people who entered the United States illegally in Arizona under asylum claims have been bused to interior border patrol stations such as Idio, Blythe, and Muretta in California's Riverside County. From there, they've been released daily by the busloads to non-governmental organizations or NGOs. But the flow of illegal immigrants to those inland facilities has dried up in the last week. He questioned why illegal immigrants who surrendered to Border Patrol in Arizona have been suddenly rerouted to U.S. ports of entry in San Diego County. That's fishy, he said. It's like somebody flipped the switch. When pressed about who specifically advised illegal immigrants to abandon their asylum claims and apply for humanitarian parole under CBP-1, he said, that's a good question. But in general, the government is doing this. 
he said, Banya said he asked CBP why the buses had stopped going to Murrieta from Uma and was told that the order came from higher up. They said it's higher than us. That's headquarters, so anything above headquarters is probably the Biden administration, he said. On March 28th, Senator John Josh Hawley grilled Mayorkas, calling the CBP-1 app a concierge service and ticketmaster for illegal immigration. So rather than building a wall, Mr. Secretary, you have built Ticketmaster for illegal immigrants, Hawley said at a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing during which he called for Mayorkas to resign. Mayorkas denied the allegations and said that Hawley had mischaracterized the intent of the program. Republicans, including Senator Ted Cruz and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, have since called for Mayorkas to step down. U.S. Customs and Border Protection launched CBP-1 on October 28, 2020, just days before the presidential election. Yes, you heard it. But over the past two years, the, the agency has expanded the use of the mobile app, making it the only way certain migrants seeking entry into the United States can submit information to CBP prior to their arrival. According to the American Immigration Council, about one month ago, the Biden administration granted preferred status to Cubans, Haitians, Venezuelans, and Nicaraguans trying to enter the United States. Mm -hmm. These people no longer have to claim asylum, but are permitted entry on humanitarian grounds. Todd Bensman, a senior fellow on national security at the Center for Immigration Studies and author of Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History, said that people familiar with the situation have told him that immigration officials persuading illegal immigrants to voluntarily withdraw their asylum claims without getting a black mark on their records, return to Mexico, and then come back to the United States with humanitarian parole permits under the expanded CBP-1 app, Bensman, who worked as a journalist for 23 years and covered border and illegal immigration issues extensively before joining the CIS think tank, said the Biden administration has turned the Border Patrol into a welcoming committee for illegal immigrants. He dismissed the notion that migrants are risking their lives to come to the United States based on disinformation from cartels, as Mayorkas claimed. The migrants don't base their decisions on what the cartels say, but only on information they get from other migrants they trust who have successfully made it into the United States. That's it, he said. When the administration says the border is closed and everybody is getting turned back, they check to see if the people are actually getting turned back or if they're being released onto the buses. And then they're like, they're lying. Let's go. In one video taken a few days after Title 42's expiration at Matamora to Brownsville, Texas, border crossing, Benzman asked several people from the different countries going through the port of entry 
how they were getting in legally. And most nodded yes when they asked if they used the CBP-1 app. Just before Title 42 expired, as migrants amassed to rush the border and news reporters arrived at the border near the sand, whatever that is, port of entry, the Biden administration dodged the national media spotlight by rapidly releasing thousands of illegal immigrants at the San Diego area alone. Somebody in the administration, the White House administration, sent the message over to headquarters, DHS and CBP, in Washington, D.C., and they said, we need to get those bodies out of there. They're giving us bad publicity, he said. CBP officials called out to San Diego and ordered Border Patrol agents to move the illegal entrant aliens out of sight and out of mind, he said. They sent buses, vans, and in a few hours, they had all those people taken out of that area. Most of the people were taken to detention centers in San, whatever that is, and Ote Mesa. But once they were in custody, we were so overwhelmed that they decided to send illegal entrant aliens to El Paso, Texas. They sent 2,500 to El Paso. When the media caught wind that the illegal immigrants were being flown to Texas, they moved news crews to the San Diego airport. But when the bus driver saw the cameras, turned around, and the rest of the buses were sent to the back executive lot of the airport, normally reserved for overnight mail services such as FedEx, DHL, UPS, and the military, according to Bayer. On May 11th, hundreds more illegal immigrants were released to non-governmental organizations in San Diego, he said. Last week, another 300 migrants crossed illegally into the United States at Imperial Beach, about a quarter mile west of that San Juan port of entry. They were detected on infrared cameras entering through a hole in the fencing Mexican drug cartels had carved out. Within an hour and a half, there were buses down there and vans to get the illegal entrant aliens out, he said. So, Father, we want to thank you for uncovering the lies of the Biden administration, their illegal actions, their circumventing of Congress, and the legislative processes and legal processes, the rule of law in the United States of America. They are a lawless administration. And we ask for the adjudications of the righteous judge, because the Bible says that he judges the heathen. So we thank you for his righteous adjudications on these subjects and others pertaining to it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Some 200 left-leaning groups have demanded that Target, Target fully restock all its pride merchandise and release a public statement pledging its allegiance to the LGBT community. The Progressive Coalition, which includes groups with a broader mandate like the National Association of Social Workers, as well as ones more narrowly focused on LGBT 
interests like Grand Forks Out and Proud made the demands in a joint statement on June 7th. When it comes to advancing diversity, equity, and inclusion, there is no such thing as neutrality, they wrote. The groups demanded that Target proclaim its commitment to the LGBTQ plus community in a public declaration within 24 hours put pride merchandise in full back on sales floors and online and provide protection for staff who are on the front lines of what has become a highly charged issue. Starting in mid-May, a number of conservative influencers and media personalities expressed alarm at pro-LGBT items carried by Target, prompting calls for a boycott. I cannot state enough how important it is for people to choose not to shop at Target. There has never been a company that has been more pro-transgenderism than Target, conservative commentator Candace Owens wrote in May. The pro-LGBT coalition claimed that Target were organized by extremist groups whose goal is to prevent LGBT inclusion and representation, silence our allies, and make our community visible. Conservatives, by contrast, accuse the groups of trying to force compliance with LGBT ideology. We warned you they, won't, they don't want tolerance or live and let live. The woke religion demands total adherence through forced compulsion. Gina Ellis, ERST while advisor and counsel to former President Donald Trump, said in a post on Twitter, While Target has previously faced boycott calls from among conservatives for its pro-LGBT policy, the company lurched into the spotlight recently with the release of Pride apparel that included tuck-friendly swimwear. Other controversial items carried by Target include a onesie for infants that states, Been Proud. A children's book with the title, Twas the Night Before Pride, a book that tells children how to use transgender pronouns, as well as a handful of T-shirts with similar slogans, according to the firm's website. A former Target executive said recently that he believes it's the tuck swimsuit meant for transgender people that was the one item that sparked the most intense backlash and triggered widespread boycott calls. I've never seen a case where one item, that tuck swimsuit, that really made the difference versus the competitors. That's where the big mistake was made. Former Target Vice Chairman Gerald Storch told Fox News, amid the backlash, Target said a week ago that it had removed some items that sparked the greatest controversy, though it did not go into detail about which ones. Since introducing this year's collection, we've experienced threats impacting our t- excuse me, team members. Sense of safety and well-being at work, Target said in a statement. Given these volatile circumstances, we're making adjustments to our plans including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior. One of the demands of the pro-LGBT coalition is for Target to restock all the items removed amid the backlash. 
Target did not immediately respond to a request for comment regarding the group's demands. The controversy is also spilled over into markets, with Target's stock price taking a beating. At the beginning of May, before the company rolled out its pride collection, Target's market cap was about was around $73 billion. As of June 7th, the company's market valuation sits at $60.91 billion. Several days ago, J.P. Morgan downgraded Target's corporation stock from overweight to neutral, with the Wall Street Bank citing too many concerns with the retail giant. Venture capitalist and Shark Tank television personality Kevin O'Leary said recently that part of Target's multi-billion dollar stock plunge is about investors sending a get woke, go broke message to corporations that chase progressive agendas. Twitter CEO Elon Musk said recently that it's just a matter of time before Target faces lawsuits for destruction of shareholder value. While some have blamed Target's stock price travails on the company's pro-LGBT stance, the coalition argued that the company would see business benefits by pledging its allegiance to the LGBT community. Doubling down on your values is not only the right thing to do, it's good for business, the groups wrote, citing that research shows that Americans are more likely to buy or use a brand that publicly supports and demonstrates a commitment to LGBT rights. They need to go talk to Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> While it's unclear that research is, is being cited, a recent study by one of the members of the coalition, GLAD, claims that some 70% of Americans who don't identify as LGBT believe companies should publicly support the LGBT community. Target is among major brands, including Bud Light, that have faced backlash for supporting LGBT causes. Other, several other companies, including PetSmart, Chick-fil-A, Walmart, are also facing boycott calls due to their endorsement of the LGBT agenda. Some experts have said that a major factor encouraging brands to promote LGBT positions is an attempt to score points on environmental, social, and governance standards. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudication. Amen. On that situation. Amen. Because Anheuser-Busch got another kick in the rump just recently. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Colorado has become the first state to ban court-ordered camps that places children into a relationship with a parent who has been accused of abusing them. The camps, known as reunification camps, are ordered by family court judges in private custody disputes or divorces involving minors. As part of the order, workers with private transport companies for the camps are sometimes given temporary custody of the children so they can legally take the children from their homes. Children sent to reunification camps are forced into what some of the system's care have described as brainwashing techniques that the system calls reunification therapy. 
Tina Swithin, founder of One Mom's Battle, said forcing children into a relationship with an abusive parent is nothing short of court-ordered child trafficking. Evita Tolu, an attorney in Missouri, where she has represented children forced into reunification counseling with an abusive parent, called the uh, practice, I don't know, it's not an American word, a term based on German novelist Franz Kafka, Kafka here, Mm. who wrote stories about characters who were subject to severely bizarre bureaucratic powers. News reached out for comment from the three major court-ordered reunification camps, Family Bridges, Turning Points for Families, and Lynn Steinberg's reunification camp. Hmm. Jewish. None responded. Some children sent to the camps have described being dragged out of their homes by transport workers, being handcuffed, and transported to an unknown place. Some children have alleged undergoing degrading punishments if they don't say they love the parent who allegedly abused them. Stop shaking, Allison Bender said in YouTube videos she made and posted on social media. Recounting her reunification camp experience in 2017 at the age of 16, the Colorado law, which now bans judges from ordering children to attend reunification camps against their will, came on the heels of a string of tragic murders of children within a month by Colorado parents awarded custody despite having either convictions or pending allegations against them. It also followed the results of a state audit that turned up evidence that at least one custody evaluator admitted he dismissed 90% of child abuse claims without investigating them. The main trigger for ordering children to attend reunification camps is an allegation that they have made false allegations of child abuse against their parent as a part of the other parent's plot to alienate them from the accused family. As media outlets have reported, family court judges have been found in high number of cases to refuse to consider evidence of child abuse against the parent. In some cases, the judges have ordered the suppression of criminal convictions of child abuse against the parent. Some parents who brought up past convictions have themselves been accused of parental alienation. As part of the practice, the parent accused of alienation is often stripped of custody and children are ordered to undergo reunification therapy. Court-ordered reunification has been denounced by several organizations, including the American Psychiatric Association. Insurance companies will not insure the camps or the therapy administered. The therapy costs an average of $5,000 a day. Can you afford that? According to bills shared by parents, the length of the stay in the camp averages 90 days. But as one parent said, two girls were kept indefinitely at the reunification camp. They were forcibly transported by transporters in California under a family judge's court orders. Family court judges are basically doing whatever they want with our kids. Riley, who says he went broke paying for the camp, said 
In addition to the Colorado legislation, Swithin's group has filed a class action lawsuit against the Turning Point for Families Reunification Camp and its owner, Linda Gottlieb, on behalf of several children who say they were abused at the camp. On its website, the camp, which operates nationwide, bills itself as a therapeutic vacation, refers to parental alienation as child abuse. On its website, the caption under a picture of a child's hand reaching out to adult's hand reads, it is anti-instinctual to reject a parent, even an abusive parent. Other states are considering legislation similar to Colorado's recently passed ban on courts ordering children to attend reunification camps. Republican lawmakers in New Hampshire have tried repeatedly to pass legislation banning reunification therapy. The lawmakers recently got the Child and Family Law Committee to form a special committee to study the state's family court system. The committee has so far held four hearings. Parents and advocates for court reform have been held to a strict five minutes to speak while judges and other supporters of the court have been allowed to speak for up to an hour. So that means they don't intend to do anything. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications concerning such. Evidence has emerged of a second alleged sexual assault case previously occurring in one of Canada's former COVID-19 quarantine hotels at which air passengers returning to Canada and awaiting a COVID test result were required to stay for a period of several months during 2021. In an inquiry of ministry tabled April 13th in the House of Commons, the Public Health Agency of Canada says it is aware of two sexual assault complaints filed by travelers while abiding by the government's hotel quarantine measures since March 1, 2020. FAC wrote that the first complaint February 2021, when an individual was charged by local police with sexual assault, breaking in and harassment at the Sheraton, Montreal, designated quarantine facility. The victim of the alleged assault was a quarantine traveler. FAC acknowledged the assault at the time and said it was reviewing its process internally to ensure the health and safety of all returning travelers to Canada. Canada, According to CBC News in February 2021, however, the inquiry document noted a second incident that occurred in May 2021 when police arrested and charged with sexual assault a hotel employee within the housekeeping department of a Toronto government-authorized accommodation who allegedly assaulted a traveler staying at the hotel. The hotel is no longer using the services of this employee, FACT says, and the inquiry document. The inquiry information tabled by FACT was in response to an order paper filed by conservative MP Michelle Rempel-Garner in April, questioning the federal government on how many sexual assaults, physical assaults, or harassment complaints have been filed since March 2020. The mandatory COVID hotel quarantine requirement for certain returning 
air passengers came into effect in February 2021 and lasted until August of that year. And I'll let you finish reading the rest of that, but that's basically it. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications there. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Representative Matt Matt Getz has suggested that the FBI should be defunded and its agents criminally indicted after special counsel John Durham concluded this week that the federal agency should never have launched an investigation into whether former President Donald Trump colluded with Russia during the 2016 election. Durham's 300-plus page report asserted that the FBI rushed into the probe without having any evidence that officials from the Trump campaign had contacted any Russian intelligence officers. <laughs> During an interview on, with Newsmax on Monday, Getz accused the FBI and Department of Justice of being politically biased in the probe, alleging, alleging the agency has become the enforcement wing to the Democratic Party to play offense against Trump describing its actions as very ugly for the future of a democracy where the people make the choices. The report takes great lengths to point out the number of times where Trump was targeted in a way no other American would be, Getz said. In essence, the FBI has now become a disinformation and an election interference enterprise here in our country. It's very damning for them. The Steele dossier was Excuse me, nonsense. The probable cause standard, even to originate an investigation, was never met, and you had a secret court that li- that was lied to. I think we have to deauthorize, defang, and defund many of these authorities and entities and different task forces that actually converted the just and righteous act of protecting our country with a desire to have a particular political candidate, win or lose, he added. The congressman also argued that if the probe had been driven by a GOP candidate or an operation to help a Republican candidate's campaign, it wouldn't have concluded with a just report. But with real significant indictments, Getz went on to say that he's disappointed the report did not recommend any indictments in addition to the three people Durham already prosecuted pointing out he believes more people should have been prosecuted as a result of the investigation. With all that money of ours they spent, they ought to be hung. The only indictment Durham is able to cite here is the indictment of Kevin Kleinsmith, gets it, referring to the former FBI lawyer who doctored an email to state that a one-time Trump campaign associate was not a CIA asset when the associate actually was. Kleinsmith has since pleaded guilty and received probation. And guess what? He's already back to practicing law, he added, got his law license back, and practicing law here in D.C. now, insufficient. The FBI responded to the Durham report hours after the DOJ published, published it on its website acknowledging missteps in its 2016 and 17 investigation into the alleged Trump-Russia ties. The conduct in 2016 and 17 that Special Counsel Durham examined 
was the reason that current FBI leadership already implemented dozens of corrective actions which have now been in place for some time, the FBI wrote in a statement. Had those reforms been in place in 2016, the missteps identified in the report could have been prevented. Meanwhile, Representative Jim Jordan echoed similar sentiments during an interview on Fox News. Sean Hannity, Monday night, agreeing with Getz that the FBI's funding should be cut, adding he believes there are double standards in the DOG's treatment of Republicans and Democrats, and the only way he can hold them accountable is to go after the one thing that everybody cares about, the money, Jordan said. We have to look at the power of the purse if we're ever going to get control of these agencies. Who did this not just once, but multiple times, he added. And let's see. I'm going to let you read the rest of that yourself. Amen. Praise the Lord. But you got the idea. You know they broke the law. We know they broke the law, and we know nobody's so far done a thing about it, basically. So we thank the righteous judge for his adjudication on such matters. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now let me get back to the right screen. There. Amen. You know, like Hillary Clinton gets to bleach her emails. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, yeah, sure. Brother Marshall, it's time to pray for truth. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father, for bringing the truth to light. In fact, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We thank you for that life being manifested to your people and to all the other people of the world. And we thank you, Father God, for all these different areas that Bill was so kind to post and Pastor Sabrina read through the majority of it, Father. We ask for your intervention, adjudication. You say in your word, in Psalm 103, verse 6, the Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. <clears throat> a lot of people, Father, in many nations, Father God, especially the children. The battle seems to be to take out the children so they can't grow and be at peace and multiply and have families. wonder why that would be. Could the enemy come to steal, kill, and destroy? Jesus says he does, but Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly, that life that only he can give. We thank you for that life, Lord. Father, we ask you to have many, many people all over the earth, especially in the United States, from every nation, a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, and grant those that need it. Like you say in Second Timothy 2, the gifts of repentance, the acknowledging the truth that they can recover themselves if they need to from any and every snare of the devil. In Jesus' name. For every one of these different areas, Father God, in Jesus' name. Including the, the, um, the game that's being played with the people, quote-unquote, seeking asylum, coming into this country, Father God. We know they've been encouraged to come. They've been funded, actually, by many large uh, groups, including the United States, as well as the uh, United Nations and others from what we hear, any Father. Father, we ask for your intervention and adjudication, Father. We know you've given Jesus all power in heaven and earth, in Jesus' name, and we thank you for that intervention, Father God. Even as you said in your word, 
ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened. And he said, if two of you on earth agree, just anything else, it shall be done in my Father which is in heaven. Well, there's at least two of us, probably a whole lot more than that, on earth. And we're in agreement, Father God, including with all these different situations, Father God, including what's being done, not just the so-called migrants being, being uh, shipped here uh, into the United States and playing games with the legal uh, things to make, make things look pretty uh, for the so-called Biden regime in Jesus' name. We ask for your intervention and adjudication, Father, in Jesus' name, because we know, Father, you give in Jesus all power in heaven and earth. Like it says at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 18, and it says in your word in Isaiah 9, as a foretaste, but 700 years before Jesus came in the flesh, but he's from eternity past. He didn't just show up on Christmas morn. He's always, always been the Word of God. He just showed up in the flesh, Father God. And we've seen him in the flesh, as it were, at least imagine seeing him in the flesh, because he came as a man to be just like us, but he also poured out his life, his soul, his blood, to redeem us, Father God. And because of that blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel, for all those in harm's way, all the children, all those in harm's way, Father God, in Jesus' name, we ask for your intervention and adjudication, Father God, in Jesus' name, even as you said you would do. You said in Psalm 103, verse 6, the Lord executed the righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. <clears throat> Father, as we repent and renounced, every ungodly spirit, idolatry, apathy, trying to let somebody else handle it, and all the mind control spirits. Father, we ask you to deliver us from every ungodly spirit, including every mind control spirit coming from news media, coming from uh, the likes of Twitter and Facebook and all these things, Father God, and all the different spirits that are involved. Father. We ask you to deliver us from each one. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. So we take the cup of salvation and we call upon your name, the name written in the blood of the Lamb of God. We ask you to deliver all those, Father God, including those they want to look like they're good guys, trying to help those. Uh, and you said in your word we're supposed to be um, merciful to the to the stranger, Father God, because the Israelites used to be strangers in Egypt, and, and not many uh, so-called Jewish people seem to want to do that, at least not over in the Palestinian area, Father God. It doesn't seem like it anyway, judging by what's been going on over there. Father God, we ask for your help in this nation, every nation, Father God. Deliver all those that have been oppressed, Father God, every nation, including those involved with this so-called revolving door of illegal uh, immigrants being shuffled back and forth. But bring them in and make it look like they're, they're um, what's it called, whitewashed. Make it look like, oh, yeah, they're seeking uh, uh, safety because of the, the way they've been persecuted back in their home country. Well, maybe they were released from the jail in whatever country they were in. Maybe they were treated like some of those kids that were dragged off to be reunited with those that want to beat up on them. Father God, not just physically, but some of that too. Father God, we thank you that you can cause children to be able to receive the gift of repentance too, that they can forgive their parents that have done that. We can forgive and we pray for those in authority, Father God, those that have, whether they're legally or illegally, that you save those souls that can be saved and those that cannot, that you will remove them, Father, the way you want for our times are in your hands as we repent and renounce every spirit that's offensive to you, Father God. In Jesus' name, help me, Father. Help us all and help those in authority, including those of so-called heads of household, heads of uh, different governmental groups, federally and state-wise as well, and particularly in this nation, Father God, including those associated with Homeland Security and, and, and uh, the border, uh, including, what's his name, uh, 
Sec, uh, Homeland Security Alexandro Mayorkas, Father God, in Jesus' name. If you can save his soul, if you can save any of those people's souls, please. And if not, you know how to remove them. Because the Most High rules in the kingdom of man. Give it to whomsoever he will. Like you said in Daniel chapter 4, verse was it 17 and 25 and elsewhere in Jesus' name. Because we know you have all power in heaven and earth, Lord Jesus. And you said over, I was about to read that in Isaiah 9. He said, every battle of the war, starting in verse 5, every battle of the war is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. So why does it say that? Because Jesus provided himself a lamb for a burnt offering. He took the wrath of God in our place. Woo! Father God hates sin, absolutely hates every sin. When does love hate? Love hates every sin. You point that out in several places in Psalms, Father God. And the garment shall be rolled in blood. It shall be cut about that about burning it with fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, and unto us the son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, El Gibor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Shalom, of the increase of his government and Shalom of peace. There shall be no end upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Oh, Father, thank you for giving Jesus that zeal to do your will. We thank you, Lord. The government's on your shoulders, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for that blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. You were very, very kind even to Judas Iscariot. And you said, friend, why did you come? You give him the opportunity to say, I repent. He didn't do it till later. Well, he made heaven. I don't know about that. don't think so. Father God, I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't know. You know everything. You know what's going on. That was done in secret. It's going to be shouted from the housetop. We thank you for exposing what's going on. We thank of those that are standing up against these things, Father God, including senators like... Uh, uh, Josh Hawley from Missouri. Uh, we thank you for the people bringing all these things to light, Father God, in Jesus' name. As as the the news media is allowing some things to come to light, and we thank you for that, Father. And we give you praise and honor and glory for what you're doing. And you told us, Father God, in Mark chapter four. There is nothing hid. It's in verse twenty-two. There's nothing hid that shall not be manifested, neither anything kept secret that shall come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear, Jesus says. And he said unto them in verse 24, Take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. Father God, give us all and all those people, Father God, all those people that are being controlled by Satan, a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, including their children that want to get even with their parents. They want to carry grudges. And that's not helpful for them, Father God. They might have serious health issues, like Brother Bill did. But he got to forgive his father. And there's a woman I heard about who's had a her father who looked very dignified on the surface. He was a deacon in the church. He was a very well-to-do businessman. But he was into satanic ritual abuse. And when she was a baby, put out cigarette butts on her and a whole lot worse than that. Father God, it took her many years before she could find out what was going on. And a lot of parents, I don't know how many, that don't necessarily love Jesus, Father God, and they have children anyway, Father God. 
We ask you to deliver their children from every one of these ungodly spirits, including those in the government that want to force them into harmful situations, Father God, in Jesus' name. And all the children that are being shipped off by the, the cartels to try and bring them into the United States for a better life. The parents might not know where they're going. They might think it's pretty miserable down where they are and where whatever nation they're coming from, Father God. But they don't know what awaits them, what bus is going to take them to what mm, mm, pizza gate factory or what pedophile group. Or God, have mercy on their children because you said in your word. And this is your, this what Jesus, he knows what you want, Father God, and he only speaks the truth. So we ask for your truth to come to life, Father God. And Jesus says, where is that, Lord? In Matthew eighteen fourteen, Jesus speaking. Even so, it's not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. You don't want any of them, whether they're 16 years old or six months old or somewhere in between or anywhere on either side of it. You don't want any of them to perish, to have dark and miserable children, childhoods, Father God. And all these people that are trying to ram through the, the gay agenda, not just the Target and the other places, Father God, because it's financially beneficial to them. That's why they do it. Why is the stock price dropping? Oh, they don't care about that. They have to do what, what they're being told to do by their handlers. We sever all those ungodly controlling spirits from all handlers, from the international bankers, from BlackRock and the like, that are trying to shove this thing through. And not just the United States, all the nations, Father God. And we know things are going to change radically, Father God. And a lot of people, these, they're big bankers. They, uh, the people from London and all these people, what is the committee of 300 or whatever, the different groups, Father God, the, the, what's it called, the um, Puritan or something like that group out of, out of London, Father God, which is really a nice little name on the surface, but that's not what they do. They're not very pure. Father God, we ask you to bring all these things to light. We thank you, Father God, it's taken many years for this to come to light about what was being done by the uh, FBI and the, the uh federal uh, court system coming against Donald Trump. And why did they do that? Oh, somebody planned it. Somebody planned it because they were trying to defame him and, and cause people to say, oh, he's a terrible guy. Is he perfect? Of course not. Only God is good. But they de definitely didn't give him equal justice under the law. And now that it's come to light, they went, oh, well, just don't, don't, don't look at that. Don't, don't consider that. Father God, all these things that are being done, <clears throat> to harm the children, to harm the people at these different corporations, including the people that are just doing their job at Target, just doing their job working for Budweiser or whatever, Father God. They didn't have to get the short end of the stick. They didn't need to have their hours cut back. They don't need to have their pay cut. It's a whole plan, Father God. It's been going on. It's been planned. Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention for all these things. We thank you for the people that are being beginning to speak a little bit of truth even from the likes of Fox News. Isn't that amazing? Father God, they used to be, assumed to be conservative, but we see what they did to Tucker, Father God. And all these people, the big bankers, even J.P. Morgan, Dow Graining, Targets, uh, Corporation of Stock, uh, Father God, and, and, and who, who's behind it? Who's running all these things? Father God, you said, you can't love God and mammon. You can't love God and money. We got we we, we got our we got our, our our palm greased if if we put all these all, all these LGBT things. Well, sure, there's only you know like 
couple, a few percent of the people of all our customers that, that want this stuff. But we have to do it because it's going to pay us well. Father God, we ask you, Father God, to deliver those people that are controlled by demons, Father God, demons of greed and mammon and every other ungodly spirit. So Satan, you and all your underlings are bound. Every spirit of perversion is bound from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, in Jesus' name, according to uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 in particular, Proverbs 18.10. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. How does anybody become righteous? Oh, and from Jesus Christ, who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. When did that happen? When did we reckon ourselves dead to the old man? When did Jesus do that? Did he die repeatedly? Do we die daily? Do I die daily? Help us all, Lord, to know how to die to the old man, die to self, try to want to look good in our family's eyes when maybe they don't necessarily give a hoot about Jesus. We didn't used to give a hoot either. He just happened to get our attention when he hung on that tree to say, hey, I love you this much, and poured out his soul, his blood for us. You say the life of the flesh, the soul of the flesh is in the blood. And I've given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, it says in Leviticus 7 and 11. It's not just for my soul. It's the souls of every person's household, Pat Holiday's family members' souls. We ask to deliver each and every one, Father God. He began a good work, and each one of us is carrying on completion. You will not forsake the work of your own hands for all the believers, not just Sabrina Sessions' grandmother, but all of her descendants, Father God, all the descendants of every believer, Father God. And you, we know you can do it, Father God, including Donald Trump's great aunt's descendants, Father God. Not just Donald Trump. How about his daughter? He went over there to Davos. How about his daughter, Father God? How about, how about I don't know what his son-in-law situation is, Father God, with his business in, in New York with a building called 666. It's not the street number. Father God, we ask you to wake these people up that have bowed the knee to Satan, Father God. Those that go to do their dark deeds, Father God, in the Masonic lodges, Father God. We ask you to wake those up and those lawyers and those judges that have been blackmailed, those judges and lawyers who have willing them giving themselves over because they like to play with little children, Father God, not just in the sandbox. We ask you to deliver those people that can be delivered, Father God, and deliver all their children, all their children, Father God, in Jesus' name, including those children that have been forced into this reunification therapy, Father God, against their will, Father God. Now, sometimes parents do have legal authority over their children if they're not doing anything horrifically wrong, but if they're repeatedly doing things wrong and putting their children at, at, at risk, Father God, we ask you that your truth will come to light. You cause the judges and those that are doing the research to actually do the research, not just pretend it never happened, just to, until the children die. We thank you for the, the law that overturned this in Colorado. We ask it to spread to other states, Father God, because Colorado is not known as the most conservative place in the world, at least from what I've heard. I don't know. But you know everything, Father. We ask you to cause people to wake up and protect the children, Father God, because your arm is not too short to save. You can reach down, Father God, because healing and deliverance is the children's bread. We ask you to reach down and, and rescue them, children, Father God, because underneath the everlasting arms, if your mother and father forsake you, you said, the Lord will take you up. As Pastor Sabrina reminded us about earlier tonight, we ask you to deliver all the children in harm's way. And all those, Father God, that have been molested and harmed and uh, uh, sexually assaulted when they were being uh, put in, uh, what was it called? quarantine camps on the way back into Canada, Father God, in Jesus' name, including those people that were harmed. And, and not, not that the employee of the one hotel just sort of gets loose and that one lawyer who gets found out gets, has, his, has his law practice given back to him from the other case. Father, we ask that these people not just have a little slap on the wrist, but they, they actually find out 
that you cannot serve Satan and be blessed in this world, Father God. We ask for your help in adjudication. So Satan, you're bound. All your unleashes are bound. Every spirit of Zeus, every spirit seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. Every witchcraft curse being conjured up. Not just any moon cycles. All the witchcraft curses are eternally stumbled. Has the spirit of sin. Do those spirits intend to do thus according to not only Psalm 79, 12, according to Proverbs chapter 6, verses 30 and 31, in Jesus' name. Render unto our neighbors, stumble into their bosoms, never approach, or never approach the Lord. Did you say, whatever you do the least of these, You've done it unto me. And you said that some of those people should be prepared to go swimming with a millstone around their neck. Now, a millstone is a little bit heavier than the concrete block. In fact, it's like having a whole small building attached to your head. Not many people can tread water carrying a building on their head. You die. 